when we were invited to, to speak, um, I was saying, right, Lord, you know, what, what can I bring? What can I bring uh, for tonight? And strangely enough, I found another book by Todd Smith. And it says, creating a habitation for God's glory. And um, over the last year or so, I've had a few supernatural experiences and I couldn't understand why they seem to be sometimes and not constant. You know, if you've had one in particular um, experience I had is I shared with Pastor Abe, I felt like I was in the throne room um, of, of God. And it's just amazing, absolutely amazing. You know, my eyes, they just stream. You know, I'm not crying, but the joy, you know. And there's been other, other times where um, I felt um, the wafting of angels' wings. And um, to some, it might sound a little bit um, odd. But I had supernatural encounters. Um, but then there'd be a little bit here and a little bit there, and I couldn't understand. And I thought, you know what, you know, what is wrong? You know, why can't, why can't it be all the time? Anyway, it's been a long time in coming, but when I heard this book, I knew that God started to answer some of the questions that I'd been asking for some time. Um, this book is a very honest and real account of um, Todd Smith's journey uh, and his church's journey on their road to revival and encountering the glory of God. Because that's what we want. We want the glory of God. Does that not move you inside? The very words, glory of God, does it not stir you inside? It does me. It makes me cry. The thought of, of, of just being in his presence, in his glory, wonderful. But he said it didn't come overnight. It was a process. So I'd like to read you some so that I don't paraphrase. I want to read you a little bit, not too much. I've taken a little bit from chapter two and a little bit chapter, you know, just snippets along the way. Um, so I'm going to start in chapter two. Because he begins by describing an event that took place at a ministry training center. See, he'd been invited by his wife to speak because the discussion was on about revivals and revivalists. And he knew a little bit about it, so he said, yes, he would, he would go and speak. Um, and he spoke about, you know, they'd been speaking about the Welsh revival, Azusa Street, the awakenings, the Hebridean revivals and things like that. So he thought, oh, you know, easy, I can go, I can speak for 15 minutes and I can be out of there and I can crack on with my own business. Excuse me, I'll just get... when I get to, when, when God touches me, my nose runs. Um, and so they, so they thought, you know, it'll be 15 minutes, I'll be out of there and that'll be, that'll be the end of it. Um, and so he began to discuss and what he realised is these, these students were hungry. They were hungry to learn all about the revival and how it happened and what they really were asking is, Will he do it again? Will he do it again? Will he do it in our church? Will he do it now? 
That's what they were asking. And as the, the conversation went on and on, they really, something changed. Something in the atmosphere, as they became more hungry and more zealous for information and knowledge, something changed. Something changed because their hunger was intensifying. He said, and then it happened. God stepped in the room. Could you just imagine that? Because that, I think, is what happened on Sunday. He, ha he, he came into the room when we were all one, I'm digressing, but when we were worshipping in one spirit, in one accord with one mind, he stepped into the room. Wasn't it wonderful? Wasn't it wonderful? So he says, God stepped into the room. He says, he, he knows the statement is unusual, but he came. He didn't announce his arrival. He softly entered the classroom and walked among us. We all knew something just occurred. The atmosphere changed. The dynamics of the room in an instant shifted. It's a moment, he said, none of them will forget. The 25 students pushed their chairs away from the table and each fell to the floor, some to their knees, some flat on the floor with their faces bowed. Many cried out for mercy, some worshipped, while others just wept. He said he could hear them sobbing and wailing and openly repenting. The more that we repented, the more he manifested. The moment was heavenly and otherworldly. Jesus walked among us. He was tenderly yet fervently revealing himself to the group, yet to each of us individually at the same time. It was holy. No one moved or drew attention to themselves. We were in a moment that not many people get to experience. I committed to do whatever necessary to experience it again. When you have a touch, when God is in the room and it ends, you want it to happen again. You want to get back to there. You, you just want to go back. He said, but nothing. He went to church thinking, yes, it's finally happened. Revival is here. And he said they had a lovely, a lovely meeting. He said, but nothing happened again for another year. So you can imagine, he said, what I was thinking because of that experience. I expected our church to be in a season of growth and revival. I just knew God was going to visit us that following Sunday morning, the same way he had visited us in the classroom. My faith was soaring and my joy was through the roof. Guess what? The following Sunday was less than spectacular. It was just a normal Sunday. Honestly, it was as if what took place in the classroom had never happened. To say I was disappointed, discouraged and frustrated in putting it mildly, I truly expected God to do on Sunday morning what he did at Kineo Ministry Training Centre. 
Days, weeks, months, an entire year came and went by and we never encountered him in that way again. Don't get me wrong, he says, we were having good church, lives were being changed and folks were developing their faith, but nothing like what happened on that evening when he stepped into the room. The heavens seemed close for a solid year, but why the delay? God was testing the water. He believes. Scripture reveals that before God invaded a land or a city, he typically sent a contingent ahead in order to determine strengths, weaknesses, and overall tendencies of people. For example, before the children of Israel were taken possession of the promised land, he instructed Moses to send 12 of his men to spy out the land. God wanted these men not only to measure the nation's military power, economic strengths and weaknesses, but also any structural vulnerabilities. In addition, they were to observe the inhabitants of the land and inspect and sample the agricultural capacity. In other words, what the nation was the nation able to produce and to protect? According to number 13, these 12 walked to and fro, making observations of the inhabitants. When they returned, they reported to Moses all they discovered. Another example is Joshua. When Joshua wanted to take Jericho, he sent out spies inside before they conquered it. Another example that he gives is Jesus. Jesus surveyed a situation in advance as well. You may the story another story of Jesus turning over the tables in the temple in Matthew 21. This wasn't a spontaneous release of frustration. No, Jesus visited the day before and took a look around the temple to see all the activities taking place inside his house in Mark 11. And what he believes, he says, this is what God does before he inhabits a church. He will come in and spy the land. He will take a look around, investigate, observe, and determine if the church has the capacity to carry his glory and host his presence. He will come in and measure its strength. He says, if you have a look at Zechariah 2. He says, I believe this is exactly what God did to us that day when he visited the classroom. He came and he looked around. This not only applies to us, but every church. You see, before God's manifest presence resides perpetually in a church or ministry, he will visit and take a look. So what exactly was he doing in our classroom, he asked. He says, I am convinced there were three aspects of our church that God wanted to know. One, the environment. Two, our temperature. And three, our capacity. God was evaluating the environment because environment matters, especially in churches. Not every church has the right environment to be able to host him long term. Perhaps a visit, but not long term. God wanted to know if our church had the right environment. God took our temperature. He came in and took a census of how would we respond to his activity. 
he was looking closely at how we would react to his interruption. Would we push forward with our agenda or surrender to his? Would we fall forward or backward? Would we make the encounter about us or him? Would we repent and honor him or would we cry out for blessings? God measured our capacity. What level of hunger did this group of leaders actually have? Was it superficial or genuine? Could they hold up under the weight of glory that was to come? What weight limit did they have? God does this to ministries and churches and people all the time. He takes the temperature of the church. He evaluates environment and measures its capacity to host him. The glory of God sanctifies believers. God's goal is to prepare his children for lasting change that will enable them to host his glory long term. He says, remember, God's purpose is not for visitation now and again. It's for habitation. The stage of sanctification is an absolute must if habitation is to occur. The church decides individually and corporately to what degree they want God to move. Do we want visitation or do we want habitation? Do we want God's glory to come now and again? Or do we want him to make the church, this church and its people a dwelling place for his glory? He writes, as a consequence, he writes, miracles were taking place almost every week. He says, for example, cancers were healed, incurable diseases vanished, deaf ears opened, mental disorders were eradicated, Self-inflicted scars disappeared. These are just a few of the unprecedented miracles they saw. He said, to say we were being shocked by all that we're, we were witnessing is an epic understatement. It was as if the book of Acts was coming alive in our church. He said, and I am convinced the level of miracles we were seeing would not have manifested if we hadn't submitted to the process of being sanctified. He said, Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I don't know about you, but I just bubble with excitement. It's just it's so wonderful, wonderful. Honestly, all this excitement and bubble, bubble of joy, just, just to think of the Lord coming in manifest. Oh, it just, you know, and the, and the thought of God using me and you, ordinary me, in such a way. Joyful, just joyful, absolutely joyful. And it really explains a lot of what's been going on. God's been testing. Are we hungry? Are we serious? 
Are we willing to be sanctified and to change and to be committed? You see, we're not saying that God's not present here because he so is, but there's another level coming. There's going to be an outpouring that's unprecedented, but we've got a belief for it and we've got to prepare for it. And it's through prayer and it's, and, and it, and it's through letting the Lord purify and sanctify us. But I believe, I'm so convinced that it's on its way. You know, we've experienced angels singing with us. People on Zoom have said they've seen angels going up and down on Zoom. Like I said, you know, I felt, I felt the wafting the power of the, of the wings over my head. My hair was just wafting around. And I was sat over there. On Sunday, somebody said they heard the shofar being blue during the worship. Others, um, my brother-in-law said he was in worship with us once and he heard the, like a babbling brook. He said it was just wonderful. Um, on Sunday, it was like a, more like a, a river <laughs> and a babbling brook. And there's times, you know, we've seen the Shekinah glory. It's been like a cloud on the stage. And perhaps I, we didn't realize what it was at first. And on the Sunday evening, as I come into close, the Sunday evening that Reg Marias came to speak, um, Darren and I, we, we got here a little bit early, um, but as we were walking over, we looked at each other because what we heard was a full-blown meeting going on, and the worship was so loud, we thought we were late for the meeting because it, it sounded from outside, the worship that was going on and the noise and the music, it sounded like this was a packed-out place, so we gingerly opened the door and peeked inside. And lo and behold, there was only seven people in the room. And I said to Claire, I said, has the band, has the band been practicing? And she said, no. I said, have you had worship music playing? She said, no. But it was heaven. It was heaven. It was the angels coming down. This is going to happen more and more. But are we prepared to yield to that? And wholeheartedly embrace it. Because we'll limit what God will do. So my prayer points tonight is that we will push through and ask God to release his glory. Because in his glory, amazing things are going to happen. People are going to be set free instantly. Broken hearts are going to be mended. Addictions are going to be just gone in an instant in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That each one of us at Acts and churches in Bath, because I just don't want it to be here. We've got to have it citywide, nationwide. It's not just about us. It's about what we're willing to pray into 
for every church in Bradford and the nation and in fact the world. But for each church to become hungry and thirsty for his presence and for righteousness that people will be willing to undergo the process of sanctification, that repentance will again be preached in the church at large, that that dirty word called sin will be used once again so that we can repent. So if we can stand, so they're, they're my prayer points. Um, if we can stand, it's an open mic. Um, if we can speak in tongues, I'll just open in prayer and then it's just an open mic. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this book. I thank you that your promises are yes and amen. Your promises are internal and true. Father, I ask that you would release your glory into our hearts. May we individually be carriers of your glory may you sanctify us lord god to the point where we will be able to host and you will inhabit your glory lord father we want your glory to dwell and inhabit this church lord jesus that people will just feel drawn to come lord jesus they won't even know why they're coming but like a moth to a flame lord jesus i ask Father, the holy spirit that you would draw unto people to come and to be set free to come and and know you for the first time lord god we're asking 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 father that you would come and inhabit this place lord jesus may your glory fall father god not just for a little event lord jesus but for every day 24 7 lord god you would come lord jesus that you would honor us with your manifestation and your glory lord god not for our glory but for yours lord thank you father Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you would put in each other, in each one of us, a contrite heart, Lord God. That you would sanctify us, Lord, that you would give us everything we need for life and godliness, that you would give us a heart, Lord God, to want to change, to want to honour you at a deeper level, Father. We just say, come and have your way, Lord Jesus, amongst your people. In the name of Jesus, I pray this. Amen. It's an open mic now, so if you feel you want to share.
Oh, Lord God, there are so many times that all I've been doing is calling out for blessings. Lord, um, Lord, I, I come and repent. Lord, oh, Lord, Lord, I'm so convicted by what I've heard tonight, particularly that phrase, would we repent or call out for blessings? Lord, Lord, forgive me, forgive me. Lord, oh, come, come with your hot coals, Lord, and, and just purge purges lord and and purifiers lord purifiers that only only things that edify and build up come out of our mouths lord even tonight i can think of things i've said today lord god that that's not been the case lord 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 we are hungry we are serious we are willing um, to be sanctified, Lord, we, we yield, we, we commit, we surrender, we submit ourselves, Lord, come in, come in with that white hot light, those living coals, touch us, Lord, touch our hearts, touch our hearts, Lord God, purify us, Lord, let your word wash over us, let it wash us clean, Lord God. Lord, that we might be the righteousness of God. We know we are through Christ. But Lord, Lord, help us with this journey of sanctification, purification. Come into us, Lord. Lord, we invite you in right now. We invite you in, Lord God. Convict us. Holy Spirit, we ask that you convict us. Convict us, Lord. Or that we may not be condemned, but convicted. We may, we may be that new creation. We may put off the old man. Lord Jesus, you're so for us, you're for us, you're in us, you're with us, you work through us, Lord God. We thank you for that. What a privilege, Lord God. But Lord, 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 convict us, convict us, Lord, convict us, Lord, and help us. You're strengthening grace, strengthen our wills, Lord, that we might choose to do uh, your word choose to do your will Lord God walk in the footsteps of Jesus walk out uh, what Jesus will be doing as, as Darren said we want to look in the mirror we want to see Jesus the image of Jesus we want to carry that around with us so that others may see you Lord Jesus that we may be nothing and you may be everything Lord God that you may shine out of us Lord God help us help us Help us. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Help us. Help us. And Lord, the only time that I've ever seen you, I saw an outline of you. And I thought you'd come to condemn me. Uh, but you didn't. You came to strengthen me. Strengthen me against sin. And I thank you for that, Lord God. I thank you that I've got that in my mind, Lord God, that I saw the outline of you there, there. And you were there to come and help, to come and stand with, to come and say, I'm strengthening you. I'm strengthening you against these things that are over the enemy. I'm strengthening you. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
sanda zapakosikatanda masikara vo sanda rakatanda I've had a, <laughs> since moving down to Bradford and registered with a local GP, and you have to go to the one nearest you to go with your postcode. And I'm telling the difficulty I've had just booking an appointment 